present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck Rindon, and of course, I'm joined by Amy Nalloway. Amy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. I'm, I'm excited for the show, uh, mainly because this, this is going to be more of an Amy-centric episode because you've... <laughs> <laughs> You've actually seen Rogers the Musical, which is what we're going to talk about today, and I have not yeah. yet. And uh, uh, I'm excited to rectify that, hopefully sometime soon. But TikTok, TikTok, yeah, yeah. Rogers the Musical. It's the brand new stage show in the Hyperion Theater. Which honestly, I'm just glad to see the Hyperion hosting something. It was kind of unsure whether they were going to bring Frozen back or bring anything back in the theater uh, post COVID. So it's nice to see something going on in there again. Uh, something to get excited about and just uh, cool to have the theater like actually showing a show <laughs> like doing doing what it's supposed to yes it's it's definitely it's definitely great to have guests back in the Hyperion theater um if for nothing else then uh, adding another location with great air conditioning <laughs> there you go yes uh a nice place to go sit and watch uh, a really entertaining show um, yeah, it's just great to have great to have shows. Entertainment at Disney is is top notch. So they do a fantastic job, and it's just great to have uh, singers and dancers and performers back in the parks again, and to have a show of this caliber. Um, it's just a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely excited for our Rogers the Musical episode, no <laughs> doubt. Yes, I, I, as am I. And before we, we get to Rogers, though, you know, as we as we like to do, I thought it'd be fun to take a look at the past. You know, so, some of the past shows that played in the Hyperion. There's been a couple of them over the years. Yes. So I, I thought for yes. our Resort Rewind this week, we could uh, revisit some of the past Hyperion Theater shows, uh, starting all the way back to the very opening of the park. And uh, <laughs> that was Disney's Steps in Time, which... Uh, I feel it was only around for a short time, <laughs> but, so a lot of people might not remember the show, but uh, that was the one that opened the park. I definitely remember the show and remember it well. Um, while I didn't see the original version that the park opened with in uh, 2001, uh, the revised version was one that I saw more times than I could possibly count. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I take it you were a fan. I was a fan. I, I am a musical theater loving girl. I cannot deny um, that I love me a good show with, especially when there's Disney music involved and dancers and give me, give me that cheesy Broadway vibe. I'm all over it. So yes, I saw Steps in Time a whole lot. I actually probably still remember some of the choreography and songs. Oh, wow. Okay. 
yeah, it, it was that ingrained in my brain. <laughs> but um, it it was definitely a, a fun little show um, for what it was, and I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So um, I know the original version was the same music for the most part, just a very different vibe than the show that I ended up uh, watching. <laughs> yeah. My understanding, the original version, I, I guess uh, it, w- it was only there for like a very short time, like blink and it's gone. Mm-hmm. But Michael Eisner, I guess, saw it and he was, wasn't was very happy with it and thought it could serve to have like some sort of complex narrative thrown into it. Uh, hence, they they changed everything around and then added the fairy godmother story, uh, which I, I think became kind of the the show most people probably remember seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only saw the one, the fairy godmother version. The original one I did see on uh, YouTube, of course. You know, the magic land of YouTube, where everything from the past <laughs> yes <laughs> resurfaces. But uh, honestly, like I, I think I kind of prefer the original. I not not that I. Uh, was against the fairy godmother storyline but i don't know I haven't seen the original i i just feel like we didn't really need the fairy godmother story i, I don't know but that, that's just my opinion <laughs> well the version the version with the fairy godmother gave way to one of my favorite disney performers eden espinoza who right. um has had some fun on broadway and whatnot and she um was a really fun part of that show. I remember watching her in shows previously in Disneyland and just loving her voice. And and with what that character was, she had fun with it and made it made it enjoyable for sure. In any case, um, Disney's Steps in Time was the the first you know the first big show to kind of pave the way for the Hyperion and uh it was it was a it was a fun one. I enjoyed the music a lot. So you can think what you want of the storyline. It was cheesy, but it was still it was still fun. The music was fun, the choreography was fun. You're speaking to the Disney show nerd here, so of course I loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely it definitely had a place and uh Love it or hate it, it'll always be remembered as the show that opened <laughs> the Hyperion Theater. So, indeed, there you go. indeed. But uh, it was like I said, it was there for a short period of time because it it closed. You know, it opened in February of two thousand and one, closed in October of two thousand and one, uh, and then that made way for the next show, which was The Power of Blast, uh, which opened in November of that same year. And this show honestly became a runaway hit. It was already a hit on Broadway, but then they kind of reworked it to fit the Hyperion Theater. And I think uh, they were also running it at Epcot, I want to say, somewhere in Disney World. But Oh, I don't know. But yeah, th- this uh, was hugely popular uh, for Disney. I-, I know a lot of people loved this show. Was, was this another one that you uh, went out of your way to see a lot? It was another one that I saw very many times. Um, I actually saw the full production of Blast uh, in theaters. Um, it was playing, gosh, where did I see it? Pasadena Playhouse. I saw it once there. And I want to say the other location I saw it was maybe Seekerstrom or Orange County Performing Arts Center. One of, I can't remember. Anyways. The full-scale version, the full show, um, was phenomenal. And, of course, the version that we got at Hyperion was um, just a shorter version of the full show. So in the 
the full scale uh, musical blast. It's it's basically taking uh, drum and bugle corps and the pageantry um, that you see for like field show competitions and whatnot, taking that and putting it on stage. And um, they kind of go through all the different colors of the rainbow, sort of took the vibe that each color gave and presented it musically and visually through these crazy stage things. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, it was basically like if you took the grid of the football field when they do the drum and bugle core field, field show things and, and like it, it went up vertically. So the stage was like there in front of you. And then the band was like up and down, like up on the stage with different layers. It was, it was cool. That was one of my favorite things about the show, at, at least in California Adventure. I loved like the way the stage was set up and how they had the different colors and the different areas. But like seriously, the most impressive part of that show for me, there was two parts. They did um, the infamous Bolero and um, there was a, a guy that played the fuglehorn on that and like this note that he carried on for forever right. which i guess is a technique called circular breathing you know i learned oh, new things well, but anyways today i learned yeah that was <laughs> that was really cool to get to experience um that every time and then of course the most uh, exciting part of the show was the huge uh, drum number mm, right right the whole stage the length of the stage is this giant drum kit thing that comes down and the whole group is up there doing these cool patterns and stuff um playing the drum so it was just exciting, and uh, I can almost hear that fun little rhythm that they would play. <laughs> um, they would do, you know, Land of Make Believe was one of the songs they would do. I can still imagine um, that on stage. So definitely find that one on YouTube and watch that. It, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned exciting. I, I think that's the perfect word for it because every time I saw it, there was just so much energy like about like you just left feeling pumped up <laughs> like it, mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. you just couldn't help but you know get into it and yeah there was just so much going on and, and i loved the way they constructed the stage it, it was just fun uh, there's a lot to take in visually and of course uh with the sound as well so yeah it was a great show yeah and the cast the cast was so fun and so great they would you know be out there after every show to say hi and um i just remember um there was a a female drummer and uh, she kicked butt. She was amazing. (laughs) And I remember um, I would take uh, my neighbor's daughter and she thought it was so cool that there was a chick up there drumming with all the guys and and that she was so great. And she always loved to take her picture with her after the show. And she was so awesome to do that. But yeah, such a fun, such a fun time um, getting to see blast a little something different uh, in a, in a Disney theme park anyways. And then from there we transitioned to, to Disney's Aladdin, which is the one probably we're most familiar with because it was there for quite a long time. Uh, long time. Certainly <laughs> had the longest tenure of any show uh, yes. in the Hyperion. And rightfully so. It was a great show. Yeah. Hilarious. The genies kicked some serious butt with their jokes every time and keeping it fresh. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and that's what that was great about it because it was almost a different show every time. You you just wanted to go to see, okay, what's the genie going to say this week, you mm-hmm. know? Like Yeah. So it was a great way to kind of up the repeatability of it and just just to have fun, you know. It, it was great. Uh every genie I saw was just amazing in that show and but also the the way they constructed the set, like it, it was pretty cool. Like I I loved, you know, the uh 
the Prince Ali number and how, Mm -hmm. you know, they brought in the elephant (laughs) Abu. Like it just was like this grand spectacle and you just were like in awe. You know, I remember the first time when that scene happened and I was just like, what's, what's happening right now? Like, Oh my gosh, like this is great. And the infamous magic carpet that flies <laughs> right. the starry sky. Right. I mean, that was, who didn't love that part? It was so cool. Yeah, that, that was definitely, definitely a cool part. And I mean, this was a beloved show. And I know a lot of people uh, were very sad when it finally went away. I know, uh, I think in 2010, it was originally rumored that they were going to end it. And I think that's when they were thinking of putting in uh, a Toy Story show, if I recall correctly. That obviously didn't come to pass. And so Aladdin ended up staying there for uh, a number of years past that. Uh, I think it finally closed in January of 2016. And then, of course, that gave way for our next show, Frozen, live at the Hyperion, (laughs) which opened in May of 2016. Every little girl's dream. And every adult's nightmare. On paper, I I get why Disney did this. Of course, you know, Frozen was, yeah, I mean, it was hugely popular. Kids loved it. The music, of course, was just, you know, I mean, let it go. I I think we've heard that, like, you know, ad nauseum at that point. Like, we we memorized it. All the joking aside, I mean, there were some really cool parts to that oh, show. Oh, definitely. Um, visually, it was very beautiful. The costumes were incredible. Elsa's, um, you know, snow, snow ice dress was just awesome. Well, in that moment where she transforms, like, her, her outfit was pretty spectacular, yeah. Yeah. The long version, I know they had two different versions of the show. The long version of the show... Um, there was a definite feeling <laughs> you could tell the kids were getting restless, uh, you know, after a certain point, uh, the revamped version was a little bit shorter, a little more, um, feasible show length for the kids who were excited to see the show made the story a little choppy, but, uh, kudos to, I mean, the, the, I think the trolls, like, do you remember the, right. the trolls? Like, that was a pretty cool, that was, that was a fun scene. A pretty cool setup. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that they created that was really cool. Yeah. It, that was, that was pretty ingenious. I, I liked that for sure. Uh, but it, it was very wise on their part, though, to condense the show a bit because that early show was pretty long. And you had a lot of kids in there who were snacking <laughs> yes. on snacks and drinking dur- their drinks, and there was no bathroom. And there's no, <laughs> so, no bathrooms. No, yeah. bad idea. Bad yeah. idea. <laughs> that one wasn't quite thought out very well, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, cer- it certainly made for an interesting viewing experience. <laughs> those those yes, long shows. Like I said, so. it was usually around the the eighteen to twenty minute mark where it was like you could hear the meltdowns happening around you. <laughs> the kids were like. Ah! Yeah, it was it, it was fun. <laughs> Frozen live at the Pyrian. And of course that closed March of 2020 for you know on the onset of the pandemic. For, yeah. for obvious reasons. Right, yeah. right. So th- there you have it though. That that's the uh four shows that had preceded Rogers the Musical, which is currently playing there. Uh so Amy, I gotta ask though, now that we've gone through all of them. What, which which was your favorite? If you had to pick one, what, which did you enjoy the most? Oh, my favorite. That might, that might be hard because there were I there mean, were some good ones. I just I don't I don't know if I can pick a favorite. 
<laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you that. Well, that's it's. I was going to ask you which one did you see the most, but Aladdin's kind. I mean, it was there for like over it was a there decade. Longer, so. so that's by default. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if there's a way for me to even like figure out which one I saw more, um, because I I really did see Steps in Time, Blast, and Aladdin a whole lot, a whole whole lot. <laughs> I didn't make it to see Frozen quite as often. This is no reflection of the show, but I, I think I saw Frozen maybe twice. Uh, I saw the original long version and then the shortened version, mm-hmm. and I think mainly because. <sighs> The show was great, but I, I feel like I was just kind of frozen out <laughs> at that point. So it wasn't one that I, I went out of my way, y- even though, like I said, some of the sets and some of the transition scenes and things like that were amazing. Like what, what they did with yeah. that show. Oh, yeah. It was, but, it was and the, yeah. like the technology used with the, the screen on the stage. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think if I had to pick a favorite... If I had to, and I had to pick only one, uh, I think I would go with Aladdin. Yeah. Um, just because I had, uh, I had several friends who were in the show and it was always great to see them. And I have a, 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 a strange connection to actually performing on the Aladdin stage, like as it was designed, uh, oh. the Aladdin stage. Um, so I was a cast member during the season of Aladdin. Uh, a musical spectacular. We did um, a charity show called Flashback. And so when we performed, it was the Aladdin stage oh, that we performed okay. on. Nice. So I have a strange, a strange connection to. <laughs> so it's a personal, personal connection. There yeah, you go. It's, it's a, it's a weird personal connection to the <laughs> Aladdin stage, but, um, but I, I, I just feel like, yeah, I think that was the show that I don't want to say I enjoyed it the most. It was a different, it was a different show, but it, it had, it had different elements that like if I was in the park with someone who maybe wasn't exactly a musical theater person, they would still enjoy seeing the show. Um, it wasn't, you know, yeah. where I feel like Steps in Time was like, I enjoyed that show because it was like cheesy musical. And if, right, <laughs> if right. you're not into musicals, you probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go with Aladdin as my choice. I think I'm with you on Aladdin and not just because it was there the longest. Uh, I For me, I, I think, you know, having seen... The other, all, all of the shows, although I had to really refresh my memory on Steps in Time because, you know, like <laughs> quite quite a bit ago <laughs> for that one. But uh, I think Aladdin, it just for me, it, it, Aladdin kind of fulfilled the promise of what Hyperion Theater, at least to me, is what Disney originally pitched it as, is kind of this uh, sort of a testing ground for Broadway, if you will. Like we're going to give you Broadway mm-hmm. level shows. And, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like Aladdin was kind of the f- fulfillment of that, or at least it, how I envisioned it or, or what I thought it was going to be there. So I, I think that's probably Aladdin for me. And it just, it just felt like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- this, this is what the Hyperion is made for. And, and I, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I think even just the way that the show ended, like that's, that's how I envision a Broadway show ending. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was just something about the whole, the whole way that, and, and I think the way that the Aladdin presents itself too, with the, the opening with the storyteller and then the, yeah. you know, the big happy ending, the, you know, it, it, it lends itself well to a good, it does, yeah, it does. good musical for sure. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's uh, look at the past of the Hyperion, you know, with our resort rewind. But now let's uh, head to the yes. present. Grateful for the past, but excited about the present for sure. Yes, definitely. So let's talk Rogers the musical. So for our deep dive conversation, you got to experience it. And uh, yeah, just give us all the details because I, uh, I'm i curious. I want to know. <laughs> I did. I actually um, was able to do standby for my first viewing. This is a virtual queue, right? They have going yeah, for Yeah, so well they have they have the virtual queue and the virtual queue happens twice a day. Um, there are two chances each day to enter the virtual queue. One is at 10:30 in the morning and the other is at 2. The 10:30 a.m. is for the first two showings and the 2 p.m. is for the second two showings. The thing that I I was under the impression that you had to have virtual queue to get in. That's not the case. If you aren't able to get virtual queue, you can still go to the Hyperion Theater. They do have a standby, oh, okay. nice. uh, a standby queue. And so um, we were able uh, to do the standby viewing for for the second show of the day, which was, you know, they, they do have all three levels opening. There's like over, I want to say it's over 2,000 seats in that theater. Good amount of people can get any show. Yeah, it, they're, they're bound to have uh, some available seats. So as standby, you are most likely going to end up um, on either balcony, mezzanine or balcony. Um, so your chances to get orchestra as standby are probably not going to happen, but you still get a great seat to see the show. So yeah, we did standby for the first one. And then at 2 o'clock, we were able to... Uh, do virtual queue uh, for the next show and got to watch it twice in a row as I'm that kind of a nerd. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and I definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed that. So to do the virtual queue, uh, you just want to make sure that you have all of your tickets, your passes or whatever, um, all linked in the Disneyland app, have your group made uh, before that timeframe so that, Right at the you know ten thirty or two o'clock time, you can uh, make your group and get your your virtual virtual queue ticket for that. And you don't get to choose which show time you get; it just randomly mm. gives you one okay. based on you know I guess the order of of what you hit enter and what's available. But uh, by now. I mean, I I've, I haven't been uh, to Disneyland. I went on vacation, and I haven't been to Disneyland to see it um, on a second visit yet. Um, but just guessing, it's probably died down a little bit. Well, you you went like what, like the first week it was open, right? I went, yeah. So it, it opened, and I went that I would think it was that Monday, and when it was a holiday weekend as well. So it was it was it was a little busy. Yeah, just, just a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was. Um, it was surprisingly easy to get in standby, and okay. uh, we sat mezzanine, which is the middle, um, the second level of, of seats there. Can I just say, though, I'm, I'm so glad that they're allowing you standby because, you know, my my only previous experience with virtual queue was Rise of the Resistance when that first opened. <laughs> and man, dude, if you did not get that virtual queue when you were there in the morning, like mm-hmm. your whole day was shot because you're like, well, that's, <laughs> that's wasted time. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's not quite as cutthroat as the Rise of the Resistance experience. Yeah, that, that was a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. Yeah. 
you do have to have your entire party in the park. They have to have a, scanned their ticket and entered the park for the day to be able to be in your party gotcha. to get into the virtual queue. So, so you do have to do that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, you want to make sure that your app is, is is updated, that you have the most updated version of the app. So you can double check that the day before, you know, you're in the parks and you're knowing that you're going to be, you know, attempting virtual queue. Make sure that it's updated version. Oh, another option if um, you're able to be there at park opening, um, there is a premium viewing experience available for purchase. Yeah. Basically, it's $29 per person. From what I understand, I have not done this, but I have several friends that did it that opening weekend. Um, they have a limited number per show. It's, as I said, $29. You have to basically be there for a rope drop and queue up um, right at the beginning there. They sell the passes at um, the studio catering in Hollywoodland, um, the little like truck thing that the catering truck that's in the back there. You get a souvenir lanyard that's like your, you know, credentials, your special pass to could be like the the Wayne's World Fast Pass yes. truck going through Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> and uh, basically it gives you first access to the theater to be able to select your seats before everyone else and you will get orchestra viewing for that. It's yeah, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you want if, the, if you want the, the primo good, seat, the good up front yeah. seats. Yeah. Yeah, all the people who get the the front seats are are those premium viewing uh, ticket holders there. You also get uh, a little reserved seating space in an inclusive, uh, inclusive, exclusive lounge area that's in front of stage 12 that they have set up for you to just kind of relax before the show. It opens up, I believe, 90 minutes before the show time. And there's places to sit. And I think they have like little like... Um, game things that you can do while you just kind of hang out before the show and then they let you into the theater about 30 minutes before the show start time um you also will receive your souvenir popcorn bucket uh, popcorn bucket love and friends the magic words uh, there you go yeah. yes you get your rogers the musical souvenir popcorn bucket with red white and blue kettle corn and a bottled coca-cola beverage to go with that so you get some concession items there nice. and there is also so a special photo pass experience for you, a little Rogers the Musical um, photo backdrop that you get to stand in and take a photo pass picture with the photo pass photographers That's cool. and, like that. um, and have that sent to you as well. So um, all that, your, your, you know, guaranteed good orchestra seats um, and your, your snacks and uh, pre-show time hangout spot for $29 a person. That's an option for you if you're able to get there. And again, those are limited and do tend to sell out pretty early in the day. So that's an option if you're going to be there um, at park opening for that. So I've seen the show from both orchestra and mezzanine and both were, I enjoy both perspectives at any musical. I enjoy watching from up above and being able to see the full layout of the stage, uh, appreciating the lighting and staging and blocking and just how everything moves and flows on the stage, seeing the choreography as a whole, taking in the whole picture. I enjoy the, you know, yeah. up above yeah, you. That, yeah. And then I also enjoy seeing the the show from like orchestra level, seeing faces better, being able to see the emotion on the performers faces as they're singing and you know that different perspective i do enjoy both so as i said there's not a bad seat in the house the way they designed the hyperion it's 
you know, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy what you see wherever you sit. So yeah, that's that's true. It's it's pretty accessible from yeah wherever you're at. Yeah, I like that. Of course, it's based off of the uh, the small little taste of Rogers the Musical that we got from the Hawkeye uh, series on Disney Plus. If you are going to this musical expecting like a serious musical about Steve Rogers as Captain America, you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> However, I feel like what you get is so much greater. It's it was hilarious. It's definitely um over the top cheesy campy musical style and it, they took that number that we saw and just <laughs> expanded it seems it. like they kept with the style uh in the feel of the hawkeye scene because that, that was very much meant to be a tongue-in-cheek kind of oh yes. sort of poking fun at the avengers and, here and yeah <laughs> yes and that honestly is that that song is probably my favorite. I, it's just <laughs> it get, and it gets stuck in my head, and and uh, I could do this all day. That's the it's in your head all day, yeah. <laughs> That's the line. It's in my head all day, <laughs> and I love it so. Uh, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's uh, that's what you need to know to experience Rogers the Musical. Uh, also knowing that it is a limited time experience. Yes. Unfortunately. Th- this was the part that bummed me out a little bit to find out how just how limited it is. And it, it's pretty limited. Yeah, we have uh, from from what I can gather, we have until the end of August. Right. To be able to enjoy uh, the show times are 1230, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 530. As of right now, they are dark on Sundays and Mondays. Um, so if you're there on Sundays and Mondays, you won't unfortunately be able to catch the show. Tuesday through Saturday is your go-to time. Um, those four show times um, are typically what's available. And uh, yeah. That's that's it in a nutshell right there. Yeah. Also, I, I don't think this is going to be the case now, but just, just double check too to make sure there's not some kind of special event going on. I know they just recently hosted the Haunted Mansion premiere there. Yes. And I saw quite a few people upset online that they were there to see Rogers and there was no Rogers. They did, in fact, have that in the entertainment calendar. So you can like, yeah, definitely check on the app. Yeah. Make sure. That Always double check. Yeah. Um, I also, um, if you're on Instagram, I recommend you check out Gothic Rosie. It's a good follow. Her account. Um, she does a really great job of, of posting daily updates, but, um, yeah, she's, she's got all the info. So definitely uh, do your research, just to double check and make sure that the show is in fact available, um, on the day that you're planning to go see it. So, and, and also know that things happen and shows could be canceled. You know, performers get injured. There's, you know, technical issues. It's true. Um, they're not audio animatronics. Delays and whatnot. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's real people and real moving parts and, and they don't always necessarily work. So just be prepared for that as well. Just, just like my body it doesn't always necessarily work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> feel that Uh, but uh yeah i i I do hope that you get the chance to check it out and enjoy it i like i said it was um it was definitely enjoyable time for me to just be back in the hyperion and uh to experience uh rogers the musical i don't know it just fit in so well with you know Avengers Campus being so close by and just that whole vibe. It was, it was great. It's the perfect show for there right now. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love it. And I, I know there's so, there's so many people that wanted to get renewed. Well, we'll see. Who knows? But 
I, for one, you know, I, I was originally going to not be able to make it, but I purposely like shuffled around my schedule and I'm going down there in August just to experience Rogers because <laughs> who knows if it's ever going to come back again. And dude, this is just too zany. I got to experience it. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the scene in Hawkeye. Like It was so amazing. Yeah, man, I, I got to see it. So, and I've heard nothing but good things. You, you said nothing but good things. So yeah, I'm there. Got to be there. Well, it, it got two thumbs up from this musical loving nerd here. So yeah, <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Enjoyed it. Can't wait to go see it again. Hoping, hoping to catch it again. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe soon. We'll see. I'm excited. But anyways, ta-da. Rogers the Musical. Check it out. <laughs> Rogers the Musical. Sounds like it's definitely worth your time. It sounds like Amy could watch it all day. I could do this all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Rogers the Musical is not only bringing great musical theater back to California Adventure, but it's also bringing a few new eats and treats for us to enjoy. Uh, our favorite things. Our favorite our things. Favorite thing. So I think we got to talk eats and treats. Yeah, we do. So for Rogers the Musical, they've got some uh, fun, very patriotic looking. <laughs> Red, white, and blue is running wild, yeah. Red, white, and blue all over the place. And it was so great because uh, for 4th of July weekend, it was like, yes, we- happy Steve Rogers Day. <laughs> so it was- there you go. I Yeah, I love that. Like, the, There's like a meme going around, like, leave cookies out for Steve Rogers on 4th of July. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, one of them, of course, being the uh, popcorn bucket that I mentioned that you receive with the premium viewing experience. It's, you know, your typical popcorn bucket with the Rogers the Musical logo, um, you know, wrapped around the bucket with the red, white and blue kettle corn. I believe that that is also available for purchase without the premium viewing experience. That's what I hear. So um, as you walk into the fake Hyperion facade entrance, (laughs) because you're outside the whole time, (laughs) but um, (laughs) as you go through those doors, um, they have the carts there along the side. um, And I believe you can purchase your popcorn bucket and popcorn there um, if you do not get the premium viewing ticket experience. Um, So that's one option that I, I know is available for you. There was one that you were kind of excited about. Do you want to <laughs> talk about the, the next one? Kind of weirds me out. I don't know. Is this the shawarma pizza? Is that what you're talking? The shawarma pizza. Shawarma shawarmiza. Shawarmiza. Yeah, shawarmiza. <laughs> <laughs> Which basically uh, is, I guess, shawarma pizza. I mean, it looks it it looks more like a wrap. Type. It pretty much know. is a wrap. I, it looks like a wrap that you just kind of dip in marinara sauce, but. Uh, it's supposed to come with Italian sausage and pepperoni mozzarella wrapped in a garlic parmesan uh, wrap. And uh, honestly, it just it sounds like good on paper. So I would be all about it. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> you know? willing to, to try? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to take one for the team on that okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> the shawarma itself is amazing, that cart. So add some marinara dipping sauce and, you know, give me some pizza shawarma. 
I don't see how that's a that's a bad thing. I'm I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. Okay. Well, you can try that one, and I will try the other pizza option, which really isn't a pizza at all. I saw it the last time I visited Terran Treats. It's the cart, the little snack cart that's right across from Guardians of the Galaxy, just around the corner from the Hyperion there, and it's an apple pizza pie. Apple, apple pizza, pizza pie. pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if you just that ten times fast. take it literally, it <laughs> sounds kind of gross because you're like thinking pizza with apples. On it, which like, eh. which marinara sauce and apples sounds disgusting, but <laughs> it's not. That's not what you're getting. It's a cinnamon sugar fried pizza crust topped with apple and cranberry. This like apple cranberry, like what I would assume would be like a pie filling, um, and streusel, the little crumbly things, and cream cheese frosting. Based on the other things I've had from Terran Treats, I, I would be willing to give that a try. I think so. Yeah, this this is one of those that I, I feel really benefits from a description because just the title alone, you're kind of like, no, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> but then when you hear it, it's like, okay, yeah, that actually sounds delicious. And then you see the picture and you're like, okay, now I get what we're doing here. <laughs> I could try that. I could try that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm brave enough to try that. Well, they also have something new uh, for Steve Rogers at Award Wieners, and they're serving uh, a pastrami pretzel dog, uh, which is a, a hot dog topped with pastrami <laughs> <laughs> and mustard, provolone, sauerkraut, as well as Thousand Island dressing uh, on a pretzel bun. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of pretzel buns, but pastrami and hot dogs are always a good combination i suppose i mean it has the potential for some heartburn so you know oh, that's, that's true, that's true but, too. <laughs> but uh but it could be worth getting one at least i would at least i probably would take a bite of someone if they if they wanted to share i don't want i don't want to eat a whole yeah, I feel one like this is the one you don't want to eat all to yourself like yeah might be a bit much mm-hmm. might be a bit much yeah and in that same uh same uh strand of food there is another hot dog option at the outdoor vending carts a wrapped spicy dog it's a hot link wrapped in pizza dough that's topped with everything bagel seasoning which that actually sounds sounds pretty that tasty. sounds pretty tasty honestly it's basically like a bagel dog with some spiciness added to it which i'm, I'm always a fan of spice so uh it looks good to me but uh, <laughs> moving into a couple beverages they have. So at the at the Hollywood Lounge, they have the Patriotic Punch, uh, which is a non-alcoholic drink. Uh, it contains Sprite and white cranberry juice with blue raspberry and cherry syrups. And of course, you got to top that with whipped cream and some sprinkles, some patriotic sprinkles, I might add. Patriotic sprinkles. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really, really sweet, but you know, it looks like it'd be pretty sweet. If that's your jam, it it also sounds tasty. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it does sound tasty. I mean, Sprite and white cranberry juice. I mean, that's that's a combination there. You know, for sure. And if you're looking for something even sweeter, a little bit uh, more of a dessert option at. Smoothies. This is probably up my alley right here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a red, white, and blue shake. It's a vanilla shake with wild cherry and blue raspberry slushes and whipped topping. Again, it's a non-alcoholic dessert for you there. That that right there actually 
I, I think I would try that one. <laughs> it looks pretty good. You know, I, I mean, vanilla shake, I, I, how can you really go wrong with a vanilla shake? But the cherry and blue raspberry slushes, I'm, you know, that that sounds good. I, I kind of get it like an icy vibe from that. Mm, yeah, that's, I, I, I definitely have always been the, uh, icy girl so there you go yeah <laughs> like i i want to try that that sounds really good yeah so there there you go that that's the new treat you can have uh, currently for rogers the musical presumably these will only be around until the end of rogers that's what i'm i'm assuming so uh if any of these sound good to you you have until the end of august to check them out uh and if you try them let us know how, how they were because uh I, i'm curious yeah all right well before we get out of here, you know, we love our top five list, Fab Five, as we like to call it. Uh, you know, we just spent some time uh, checking out the past of the Hyperion. We talked Rogers, which is the uh, present of the Hyperion. Let's say with our Fab Five, we maybe take a gander into the future, what we would like to see appear at the Hyperion after Rogers. So for this Fab Five, uh, we're taking a look at our uh, our list of properties uh, that we'd like to see made into a musical to sh- <laughs> show in the Hyperion. So, Amy, what, what's coming in at number five for us? Well, for number five, it's a goofy movie. <laughs> J- just for the sole purpose that we could do the eye to eye song. Well, you got to do it, right? <laughs> that alone, like we need that. And I'd be there every day, every day. <laughs> and and think of all of the great 90s, fabulous, like things, merchandise things oh, that they could have. Oh, for it's that. a treasure trove. Like seriously, oh, yeah. Disney, you love money. This would print money hand over fist for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it has a ready-made audience everybody loves like nostalgia right now 90s yeah come on it's that's an easy one to me that's a slam dunk so yes goofy movie i love it all right number <laughs> number four for us is coco which i feel uh could make an amazing musical i feel they could do some amazing uh, set designs for that film uh, or, or for that show. And yeah, it could be really beautiful. And, and I, I love Coco as it is. So I, I think it would just be such a fun musical, in my opinion. An emotional one, too, I might add. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I definitely agree. But uh, lots of potential. Lots of potential. Tons of potential, yeah. Yes, definitely. All right. And that brings us to number three, which, you know, I wholeheartedly support, which would be Loki, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) This could be so much fun. So much fun. I mean, you know that he he had his his whole little show that he did. In the movies, right. I just feel like there's there's potential. There, you could go so many different directions. And then now with uh, the Loki series as well, giving us more, I feel like, a, a, a scene uh, with all of the Lokis. All the Loki singing. variants would be Allig- amazing. Alligator, yes, yeah. yes. Alligator Loki <laughs> like needs to make a tap dancing appearance. Like that would be. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. It would be very entertaining. Talk about repeatability, dude. I, I would go to see that for <laughs> sure. And of course, being Loki, you could always have him kind of breaking the fourth wall and making like jokes, kind of similar to how the genie used to do oh, yeah. for Aladdin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could have so much fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. I like that. Moving on to number two. 
Uh, this one is Hercules, which we, we briefly talked about that. I, I feel like Hercules has been rumored for a long time as a musical uh, at California Venture. I, I feel like it, it would it would make a good musical. And honestly, like just, just to hear Go the Distance, I, I think would just, I'd be bawling like a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it'd just be amazing. And then for me, it would be the muses. Like mm. they would bring it. That would be fun. Yeah, certainly a lot of uh, high energy uh, numbers for sure. Oh yeah, and an opportunity for comedy as well. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, moving into number one. So <laughs> this one, this one's near and dear to my heart, but I'm excited to hear it. So, what do we have? Number one. Number one, we have the Muppets. Yes, the Muppets. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, we can't have enough Muppets in the Disneyland Resort. And honestly, right now we have none. So <laughs> we, we need to rectify. I know. Now that Muppet Vision's gone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I feel the Muppets are so versatile because, you know, if you want to keep that area theme to Hollywood, Muppets fit right in there. Perfect. Even if you don't and you want to expand over to, you know, Avengers Campus kind of eventually take over that. You could still have the Muppets. They could kind of dress in their Avengers costumes and do some kind of Muppetized version of the Avengers or whatever. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with the Muppets that I would love it. And honestly, my dream would be for them to just recreate like the stage from the Muppet show and just do <laughs> like some like fun variety show that's different, you know, relatively different like each time. And Oh, like switch it up? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be yeah it'd be so, mm -hmm. And then you could do like... Muppet Christmas, you could do Muppet like Halloween. Yeah, I mean, you can do all these like seasonal. It's just <laughs> literally what I'm saying is you could do anything with the Muppets and it would be amazing. That's true. And I would be there for it. So that's my my grand wish, Disney. If you're listening and you need a replacement uh in the Hyperion, <laughs> let's talk Muppets. Let's bring the Muppets. The Muppet show. Yes. Yes. Be my ultimate, ultimate dream. So there you go. And again, so much merchandise potential. Yeah, again, the checks write themselves. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we can hope and hope and dream, right? There you go. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to say goodbye. But on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope you enjoyed your time with us. And if you did, the best way to ensure your adventure continues is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com and we would love to connect with you in between episodes on our Instagram look us up we are at helloproject55 feel free to tag us in in your Disney adventures as well we'd love to, to join in on your fun and with that we'll be back next week with more exciting Disneyland adventures until then take care and we'll see you real soon bye